0: You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day.
1: And hello and welcome to the Braves postcast, part of the all new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley and Jake Mastriani with you after a much better day at the office for the Braves, who finally get themselves back in the win column. They end their three-game slide and have a chance now with another win on Sunday of splitting a set in Philadelphia after it looked like, well, things were trended in the wrong direction. The Braves pick up a 6-3 victory, and Kyle Wright becomes Atlanta's first 20-game winner in nearly two decades. A lot of great stuff to talk about in this one. Before we get started, though, I want to remind you to subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta here on YouTube. Enable those notifications so that you'll get an alert every time we drop a new episode. And make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Jake, we were joking right before we got started here that this is a much better one to talk about. The Braves had really kind of hit some lean times offensively, so it was great to see them break out. And, you know, we've been talking about the success story that is Kyle Wright all season long. There just was a lot to enjoy about this game for the Braves and a much-needed win to kind of reverse their fortunes and on the heels of some not-so-great news that we'll get into a little bit later.
0: Yeah, it really was. I mean, like you said, we'll get into it later. It was a somber day coming off three yeah. you really just kind of rough days. For the Braves performance wise on the field. So nice to come out there, you know, score runs, as you joked beforehand, plural, plural. And, and then score them early uh, and then just kind of ride it out. And yeah, Kyle Ray getting that 20 win. We've been talking about it for a mm-hmm. while now. I think it's really a really cool achievement for him and for the Braves as well as the team, because uh, that is kind of a, a team stat, you know, in my mind at mm-hmm. this point. So uh, I think that's a really, really cool accomplishment
1: for Kyle. Yeah, and that's a great way to put it too, because it is completely a team stat. I know for so long, like you look at 20 game winners, and typically, if you've got a chance to win 20 games, especially if you do it multiple times, you're probably doing a whole lot of things that are helping your team win. But for Kyle, it just seems like he's kind of been the glue in this rotation. He's been, I feel like, Mr. Consistency, while Max Fried has certainly been himself and Spencer Strider has been that great success story. I mean, he's kind of quietly in the background every fifth day. Oh, here's another quality start from Kyle Wright. Hang another win up there, and that's something the Braves were able to do on Saturday on a day they very much needed him to kind of step up and be that stopper and and kind of get them back on the right track with at least a quality start to help the offense have that opportunity to get back to normal just a little bit. Let's talk about game number 152 for the Braves' third contest of this four-game series against the Phillies. Braves now 94-58 and on the year, six runs, 14 hits. Both of those great to see. Couple of errors. Seven men left on base. Phillies now 83 and 68. Three runs on just three hits. No errors. And five men left to board. Kyle Wright picks up the win. He's 20 and five now on the season. Last time the Braves had a 20-game winner was 2003. It was Russ Ortiz. Everyone should have that trivia question at this point. We'll talk about the other Braves 20-game winners of the Atlanta era because that is a pretty good list. That Kyle Wright just joined, but now 20 and five on the year. Bailey Falter takes a loss. He's 5-4. Kinley Jansen, no problem in the ninth. 37th save of the year. Three hours, 22 minutes of time of game, and 36,692 were on hand to see it. Let's start with the man on the mound, the man of the hour. Kyle Wright, a good start. He carried a no-hitter into the sixth inning. He gave up a couple of base hits, including a two-run homer, but otherwise, two walks, six strikeouts, and I felt like Wright just really had the Phillies right where he wanted them for the majority of this start, and Clearly, he was able to pick up this victory, a big one for him.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and with the news of the day, you're going to need this from Kyle yep. Wright because he's going to have to step up in this rotation, especially, you know, at least for the rest of the regular season, but possibly in the postseason as well. So you needed that type of performance. Obviously, the Braves needed it, as you said, kind of being mm-hmm. that stopper. So, uh, I mean, it's the Kyle Wright we've seen all year. You know, it didn't get through six innings, I think. If the Braves weren't in the situation they've been the last three games, and like you said, really needing a win, I think maybe you give Kyle Wright a chance to get through that sixth inning. But Brian Snicker not messing around. You saw that in the seventh as well. He brought in A.J. Minter to face uh, the top of the order there um after you know some some bad defense kind of mm-hmm. messed up Ricella Glacius. So, you know, going for the win and by all means, you know, getting it and getting, you know, securing that 20th win for Kyle Wright. But as far as his performance, yeah, I mean it's great. And like I said, you're gonna need him to to step up and kind of be that guy uh, behind Max Fried the rest
1: of the way. And I kind of feel like Citizens Bank Park to the point that you're making, that's just one of those ballparks you don't want to play around because all of a sudden a game that was six to nothing Well, it's 6-2, to then maybe there is another one of those errors or an ill-time walk or somebody gets hit by a pitch, and the next thing you know, there's an infield hit and a three-run homer makes it a one-run game. You just didn't want Kyle Wright to wander into any kind of territory like that. Braves bullpen did a really nice job. Yeah, there were a couple of errors and ill time, but Atlanta was able to work around those miscues, and the offense did more than enough on this day, not just for Kyle Wright to become a 20-game winner, but for the Braves to snap a three-game slide. And as we know, the Braves haven't gone on any long losing streaks this year. It seems like anytime they lose three in a row, they find a way to bounce back with a big win, a series win, a sweep, an eight-game winning streak, whatever it may be. I'll take an eight-game winning streak right now if they want to be in the giving mood for one of those, and it was certainly helping the National League East standings, but regardless, this was a win the, very, the Braves very much needed. Couldn't afford to go into Philadelphia and get swept by the Phillies, and you also have to keep in mind, yeah, these are two clubs that could see each other in that wild card series, but We've talked around it, but we might as well jump into it right now before I talk about the Braves' offense, and that, of course, is the news about Spencer Strider, that oblique. It flared up on him in a side session, so the Braves have made the move. It is retroactive to put Spencer Strider on the injured list. That's going to keep him off the mound until the very last day of the season, and I don't see really any kind of scenario in which he'd throw on that day. So for all intents and purposes, Spencer Strider is now down for the rest of the regular season. You throw that on the pile with the news that you got about Ozzy Albies about a week ago and some of the other injury news the Braves are dealing with, with Ronald Acuna Jr. And, oh, by the way, you had to shut down Mike Soroka for the year. Not that that was something that necessarily really affected the big league roster, but it took an option away. Jake, the Braves needed some good news in any way, shape, or form. And I think winning a game like this and bouncing back and ending that winning streak hopefully is the kind of answer that helps get this club going again.
0: Yeah, it was a rough rough kind of morning for as a Braves fan and for the Braves. I'm sure, uh, you know, I was doing things with the family. I jumped on Twitter and it's like Acuna's out again and Strider's on the IEL. It's just, you know, Olsen's out of the lineup as he continues to struggle. So Mm -hmm. it's just kind of all of these things that, you know, on top of a three game losing streak, which, you know, I kind of chuckled at when you mentioned at the beginning, you know, ending a skid, you know, the Braves, like you said, haven't had a lot of these. And, um, you know, but it is, you know, it was big for them to bounce back after all that, come back, get the win. Hate it for Strider. Uh, look, I, I said it. I didn't think it was a, a big deal. It, you know, they didn't play it like it was a big deal yeah. when it happened. And, you know, now here we are. He shut down for the rest of the regular season. So. Hopefully, in the end, this will be a good thing. He can rest and get healthy, and when he comes back in the postseason, you know, be strong and fresh and ready to go. Because, look, I think I think the Braves can get it done with Freed, Wright, and Morton. But certainly, we've been talking about it. For me, Strider is their second best starter right now. He's your yep. number two, you know, in a postseason series. So certainly, would love to get him back healthy for the postseason and ready to go.
1: Yeah, and if he made one more start this year, and that was it, you were hoping to have him back in that Mets series, mm. but now that's just not a practical possibility because of this injured list. And you know, I was there when Brian Snicker announced that they were going to be, you know, skipping Spencer, and and one of the main points of talking was he would like to pitch through it. We're not going to let him do that. We are quote taking that decision out of his hands end quote. But we don't feel like we need to put him on the injured list. Well, they gave him the rest that he needed, and you know, an oblique injury is a very fluky kind of thing that. It basically only time heals it, and that doesn't necessarily align with the schedule that the Braves could be on uh, very soon in terms of needing a starting pitcher of his caliber to start a postseason game in what amounts to less than two weeks from now. So uh, a lot to unpack with that, and we will continue to do that, of course, here on the Braves postcast, but that was some news that you know kind of might have had you down a little bit more with the Braves struggling the way they have in Philadelphia, and to get that news about Spencer Strider, it was not the most fun morning. But the Braves were able to turn things around, pick up a big win, and find their way back to within a game and a half of the New York Mets, who lost out in Oakland. And that's another thing we'll be talking about here as we continue. Let me tell you about Coffee AM, though, the official sponsor of the Braves' postcast. Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small-batch coffee roaster. Head on over to coffeeam.com slash locked on today. Take a look at their full menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets. Coffeeam.com slash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on at checkout to get 15% off your first order. That is Coffee AM, the best small-batch coffee roaster in America. Now, the Braves got some runs in this game in bunches, and they hung a crooked number on the board in the fourth inning to the tune of four runs. We saw multi-hit contests for several men in this lineup. We saw home runs again. Those had been a little rarer of late. William Contreras with his 20th of the season. What a year for him. Michael Harris, the second, by the way. He's having a good year. You might have heard that somewhere. Three hits, including a home run, knocked in a couple of runs on that one swing. Uh, Dansby Swanson a multi-hit game and of course you talked about this earlier as we talk about a 14 hit attack for this Braves offense a notable absence at first base was Matt Olson finally getting that day off to just kind of decompress maybe recalibrate I think was what Brian Snitker was looking for there you can't afford to give Olson a bunch of days off but maybe after the three strikeout performance in game two felt like all right he's pressing to the point that just a little brief pause and get him back in there for defense late in the game Austin Riley started at first but Uh, More good things than not, and hopefully this is a day that does help Matt Olson. I know I'm throwing a lot at you there, but (laughs) offensively speaking, this is probably the most encouraging game we've seen in a little while now.
0: It is, and look, you know, we choked about it, scoring runs and multiple runs. I mean, this offense has certainly been struggling, not just these last three games. You know, as I've been saying, they've been struggling for really the past two weeks. So, um, you know, to have a good game like this and everybody getting hits, 14 hits, you know, and to be able to to put some runs on the board certainly feels good up and down the order. And and Riley, you know, who had been hitting, he he he's not hitting in this game. So you know, everybody else getting it done. So you know, that's great to see Michael Harris. I mean, the opposite field home run, you know that he have, that he has hit this year, he gets another one tonight as well. And you know. <laughs> I don't know that another start from Spencer Strider would have made a difference, but you do look at the rookie of the year race and Strider, you know, missing a start or two down the stretch. Michael Harris, you know, a big game might uh, toss some, some votes his way, but either way, both of them obviously very deserving, but good to see Michael Harris, you know, with that opposite field home run and good to see this offense going for Matt Olson. Look, we both said it. I don't know what good an off day does, but, at this point, I mean, what else can you do? We talked about moving him down. Yeah. We talked about moving him down in the order, but you know, I I think, and I mentioned it on yesterday's postcast, you saw the frustration in his last strikeout, you know, Mm -hmm. slamming down the helmet, you know, you can see that he's just visibly frustrated. So, you know, at that point maybe it is good just to give him a day off, clear his head, but at the end of the day, he's got to get back out there and he's got to produce and he's got to figure it out. So hopefully that we see that happen. And, uh, see him back at first base because O'Reilly Riley didn't look all too comfortable over there, particularly on that one play yeah. uh, that he messed up with the glaciers out there. But you yeah, know, I mean the Braves are gonna need Matt Olson and they're gonna need Matt Olson yeah. to be good. They're gonna need him to be a good, you know, four or five hole hitter for this team if they're gonna have any success in the postseason.
1: Yeah, he was brought over to be a Rum producer. There's just no two ways about that. And as you well know, the Braves are going on over a decade of not really having a plan B at first base. They have a guy they like to have over there every single day. Matt Olson has carried that mantle as well this year, and I think that maybe you hit the nail on the head with the frustration you saw in the final at bat on Friday night. Maybe that's where Brian Snitker noticed, you know what? Uh, we are not you know, at, in the least bit right here in a, in a great headspace, and maybe just a step back at this moment would be the best thing for the player, and this was a move that was made that hopefully we'll find out uh, is beneficial to Matt Olsen in the long run. I have one other note on Kyle Wright because I mentioned it earlier. As far as 20-game winners in the Atlanta era, that's 1966 to this season. Phil Necro did it three times. He was the first man to do it in the Atlanta Braves uniform in 1969 when the Braves won the NL West at that time. Tom Glavin, a five-time 20-game winner, and then one apiece for Greg Maddox, John Smoltz, Denny Nagel, Russ Ortiz, who has probably gotten more mention online and on this postcast than at any point in the last 15 years. Uh, particularly on this postcast, which didn't exist before this year. (laughs) But now Kyle Wright joins that group, becoming just the seventh pitcher in Atlanta era to get a 20-win season uh, under his belt. Just a tremendous, tremendous uh, accolade. I will call it that for sure. I mean, I know wins are not the way that we measure the value of a starting pitcher in particular, but they sure are nice. If you got guys winning 20 games, your club is doing something right, and Kyle Wright has been in the middle of a lot of good things for the Braves this year.
0: I mean, it's a it's a rare occasion these days to see and really for a while, as you just pointed out. So, I mean, I think it is a big deal knowing you go out there every time you give your team a chance to win. So, uh, you know, like I said, I'm very happy for Kyle Wright. Glad to see him get it done. And it's it's a rare achievement, especially in today's game. So to be able to get that done again and we've talked about it coming into this year, had no idea we were going to get from Kyle Wright. Well, we got a 20 game winner is what we got.
1: That will certainly work. Speaking of 20, I think I mentioned this. William Contreras, his 20th homer. On the day, his battery mate, Kyle Wright, wins his 20th game. Those two guys were at Gwinnett last year, uh, particularly in the second half, really figuring some stuff out, it would appear. For Kyle, simply, quite simply, we've seen it on the mound every fifth day. For William, we've seen it behind the plate and at the plate all year long. Meanwhile, Michael Harris, the second, his 19th home run, a chance to join Ronald Acuna Jr., as who was the last Braves rookie with a 20-plus homer season. That would certainly be nice to see as well, and he's got a little while to do it. As I mentioned, the Braves are now 94-58 and on the year. They've got 10 games left. If they win six of those, a 100-win season is still within their grasp. And some good news as far as losses are concerned. Jacob deGrom was roughed up by the Oakland Athletics, and the Mets dropped a game out there, and the A's helped Atlanta trim a game off of the deficit in the East. It's now at a game and a half, heading into the finale on Sunday. We'll talk about that after I tell you about betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games with reviews and news of every league, MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Head over to betonline.net today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the action that's happening at BetOnline, where the game starts. Game four is an afternoon affair. We know the Braves have quite simply not had the most fun in these 105 p.m. Eastern time, first pitch at Citizens Bank Park. Charlie Morton against Kyle Gibson. We've talked about this and will continue to, I'm sure, with Spencer Strider now out for the rest of the regular season. You want to hope that he'll be ready for that postseason start. We will find out, and I'm not trying to ring the bell and say that he won't be, but now I think it's pivotal to see Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton, both looking good heading toward the postseason to figure out who you're going to slot in behind Max Fried and for Charlie Couple of big opportunities here down the stretch to just kind of strengthen up and and kind of get back to the guy that we expect him to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, we we talked about it, the inconsistencies of Charlie Morton all year. Look, Braves can't afford that at this point. They need him to be that top of the rotation type of guy that's going to go out there, give you five plus innings, hopefully six innings of you know, a quality start. You know, hopefully two earned or less. Hopefully we'll see more of that down the stretch. So Again, just like with Kyle Wright today, it's a big start for Charlie Morton because the Braves are going to need both of those guys to step up in the rotation. And hopefully, the Braves do that thing on offense again where they scored multiple runs. That would be a lot of fun to see and hopefully win a day game series finale and split this series. Um, you know, after the way it started, you certainly will take that.
1: Yeah, you certainly will. And it'd be great to see Ronald Acuna Jr. back in the lineup. That back kept him out for a third consecutive game. Braves could certainly use any jolt they can get. In the offense, though, they were able to kind of shuffle the deck in a big-time way on Saturday and score half a dozen runs and pick up a very important win. It'll be game four on Sunday afternoon. Charlie Morton and Kyle Gibson, 1.05 p.m. Eastern time, the first pitch from Citizens Bank Park, as the Braves look to keep their winning ways going and split this four-game series against the Phillies. That'll wrap us up here on the Braves' postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and click that bell to get notifications every time we drop a new episode. And make sure you are subscribed to Locked On Braves, wherever you get your podcast, He's Jake Mastroianni. I'm Grant McCauley. Once again, the Braves with a 6-3 win and Kyle Wright, a 20-game winner, Atlanta's first in nearly 20 years. We'll come at you again on Sunday. And until then, so long, everyone.